This is Fantasy Flicks League. With your hosts, Ryan Meharry, Mike McClendon, and Amy Ruffle. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fantasy Flicks League podcast. It's almost 2020. Brr, brr, brr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, guys. I'm Ryan Meharry here with Mike McClendon Hello. and Amy Ruffle. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, guys, we are recording this in the past. Yeah. We're still 2019 where we are. We're recording this Ooh. on Wednesday, December 11th. Okay, uh, but we so we're but we're not going to be in town together to be no. able to record uh, when we would normally would. So we're getting this thing in the we're banking it now. Yeah, we'll we be say. back live next week with all of our thoughts on Star Wars and cats. cats. Yes, <laughs> yes, we'll do a, a, a fun movie. Spies in disguise. Up. We're going to spend so much time on spies in disguise. Absolutely. Oh yes, we will. Oh yes, <laughs> we will. We will have seen Star Wars at this point. Yeah, I will not have seen spies in disguise. I will not have either. <laughs> will you, Amy? I don't think so. There's Looks too much stupid. going on in the holiday t- too season. Too many anyway. movies. I wonder yeah. if I will have seen Star Wars twice. Ooh. Ooh, by the p- time we next record? Yeah. I'll, oh, I'll have definitely seen it twice. Yeah. Question for me, will I have seen it three times? And I'll, I don't know. Depends on when I get to see it at IMAX. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've got to fit in Cats, too. I'm so excited to see a train really, wreck in are you motion. Are really excited for Cats? Because it's going to be so What awful. are you more excited for, Cats or Star Wars? And you've never seen a Star Wars movie, correct? I've seen one. I've oh. seen The Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Force Awakens, sorry. Uh, I'm more excited for Cats because I think it's just going to be so silly. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> she said she's more excited for Cats. You asked the question and then didn't yeah. listen to the answer. Sorry, I literally had a text pop up on my screen that was very... Jarring, jarring. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, that just had my brain. It was me texting Ryan saying, "Pay attention." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? Uh, so we're doing a mailbag. Yeah. So yes, today we thought it'd be fun to answer all your questions mm-hmm. about maybe anything that's come up in this year. We're just finishing our stuff ahead because we've got a whole new season starting up. Uh, so, yeah, we wanted to hear from you guys. Yep. Yeah. We put it out to the internet and the internet has screamed back. Yes. Right. Yeah, so as we'll it s- likes to do, as it <laughs> wants to do. Yeah. So, it loves to scream at you. Yeah. So, we'll go through a few of them. Uh, uh, Joe, you had a question though first, right? Producer yes, our Joe. Producer Joe. Just had to get us cooking. Yeah. So generally, my question was with the amount of uh, reboots and, and <laughs> soft reboots that we've had over the years, uh-huh. and how we've almost gotten fatigued with like Lion King. You know, yeah. we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now we have Ghostbusters coming out next year. Oh yeah. no. So what do you think that is going to entail with reboots in the next decade, and how we're going to start dealing with them? <sighs> Uh, like how how do how do how will people respond to reboots? Like when will uh, reboot fatigue kind of hit its boiling point? Yeah, that and just in general, how do you think they're going to like look and sound and Mm. be dealt with Mm. on the you know behind the scenes aspect? I guess. Uh, my immediate thought is how television is changing this. How like Amazon has put billion 
billions of dollars into the Lord of the Rings thing. Yeah. So it's almost like if they were re- rebooting big IP and how Disney Plus is moving a lot of its projects to like TV. Uh, I'm just interested and curious like how that will be. I can see that happening. Or Dark Crystal is now reboot rebooted mm-hmm. as a series, not as right. a sh- as Yeah, a, uh, Yeah, I think we definitely see uh, worlds uh, from movies uh, that we haven't seen in a long time being rebooted for the small screen. Mm-hmm. The, maybe not necessarily uh, the same characters. I could see Mandalorian kind of opening that up a bit. Yeah. Uh, same, yeah. And Lord of the Rings, because it's we're not getting the same Lord of the Rings story, right? It's Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, we're not getting like, like Fellowship or Two Towers. Or something yeah. like that. Um, so it'll be interesting. And I think as far as like how the Disney reboots are going, I think it's obviously going to stop at some point or and i think we're going to start seeing uh sequels to these movies that they've rebooted like i think we'll i think we're going to get like an aladdin sequel i've heard like they're going to do a jungle book sequel um i think yeah i think those are coming but but obviously we still got to wait for i know they're doing a pinocchio little mermaid's on its way um after that i bet it dies down a bit Mm mm-hmm yeah, here's my thoughts. I hope they are learning. Uh, I think a few reboots like Peppered In is fun and like gives you that like nostalgia hit. Um, but an overload of them, like you get sick of it. They all feel the same. And like, I feel like we're all crying out for like original content. It's all about the story. Yeah. Like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse works because the storytellers had a story to tell yes. that was interesting. Yeah. Men in Black universe or whatever that was called didn't work because there wasn't care put into yeah. it yeah, yeah man like that is a movie that no one gave a fuck no like, no you could tell no one making it gave a fuck yeah yeah and yeah. I maybe love the that stars world. tried a i wanted bit. to love that movie but yeah story first franchise second like that has to be the philosophy and it's another thing like it's not t- it's tv the mandalorian we're talking about that a lot or the watchman those are two things that i brought up a bunch but it is the creators there were like hey i want to take this intellectual property and i and i have a story to tell with it mm-hmm. i want it to tell i want to use it to tell my story and i think that's the way it will be done well reboot wise and the way it'll be done poorly is when it's just like hey we have this let's make it yeah yeah cool good question joe thank yeah. you all right now to the internet so coming in from uh peter we have what do you think is the worst going to be the worst movie of 2020 <laughs> Ooh, wow. i mean probably something that's not a, like on our radar necessarily but something that was it something that got pushed from this year and that they're trying to bury uh maybe oh oh i mean what's a mo- that, that new grudge movie has been pushed around a ton i could see okay. that being pretty pretty rough um if if we're talking i mean like what do i think is going to win the razzie who knows but like a movie that is a bigger movie that i don't think is going to be do well yeah um i mean i don't know if i don't think jungle cruise looks particularly great but i don't know if that's oh dr doolittle that's my answer (laughs) dr doolittle's my answer uh never mind i'm sorry that's the correct answer it's yeah yeah sorry we had to think on that so long uh we don't have our list in front of us like ryan said it's it's like we don't know what's going to come out and just be a big grade a stinker but dr doolittle looks like a big grade a stinker and i have another one that i think is gonna fucking suck uh morbius oh yeah i don't know like I don't know who's directing it. Don't know much about it. All I know is it's Jared Leto playing like a superhero vampire. And that sounds like some fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good call. Although that, isn't that getting released that freaking Venom Joker weekend where yeah. I'm tired no, of saying movies are going to suck in that time. No, is it, I mean, no, it's Venom 2 is coming out then. Oh, 
uh, Morbius is coming out July like July thirty first. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a swing day after my birthday. Yeah, it's a day after my birthday, and that's the movie we get. Uh, speaking of Joker, uh, from Adam, we have, it's, he says, this Heath slash Joaquin thing is baffling. Question one, why all the attention to this mediocre character? And number two, yeah. what are, you, are your most memorable villains, like Hannibal, et cetera, et cetera? Most memorable oh, villains. Great and then he says, Joker, no, 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 no. <laughs> Damn, I mean, it's sort of, in his, question, his question sort of implies that we agree with him that the Joker's a bad character. Which yeah, I, I can't, I, I said this in last week's episode uh, of Best of, if, I picked a best of century. It'd be Dark Knight, and I think mm-hmm. a big part of that is because of Heath Ledger's performance in that. The Joker yeah. is fun because it gives an actor a chance. It's it kind of the character as a whole is kind of one big broad stroke, and it's pretty kind of generic, just mean, evil clown criminal. Yeah, but there's different takes and things you can do with it that is fun and exciting to see in the hands of good actors. Uh, yeah, I think f- it's a great villain. Yeah, I love I love the Joker. My favorite on screen villains. Uh, I mean, Darth Vader's got to be pretty high up there, right? Yeah, like he's amongst the best. Mm-hmm. Darth is good. I like um, going old school. Uh, Annie Wilkes. Uh, I think oh, that's her last Misery. name from Misery. Yeah, yeah okay. Kathy Bates. That's an iconic performance. I'd also throw in. Um, this is recent, but it, like it's one of the best Marvel villains, Killmonger. Like has yeah. a good story to tell. Mm-hmm. Good, a very hammy performance. I would ultimately say, like yeah. maybe Michael Jor- Michael B. Jordan's like biggest performance. You know, and he's like, I'm gonna take that <laughs> uh, in the museum. But yeah, it's cool. Uh, I liked him. Um, uh, oh, classic uh, villain, Scar. Scar. From, I, I mean, it. Hans Gruber. Oh yeah, Hans, Hans Gruber. Gruber. What movie is that in? Die Hard. Die okay. Hard. Uh, and then um, I'd also say, um, fuck, I forget. <laughs> I forget. Good one. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, uh, like Freddy Krueger, like Michael Myers, just kind of those slasher movie killing machine uh, yeah. villains, I think. Or there's something to those. Yeah. Oh, Gru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's Gru. a good villain. Gru's a good villain. He's got yeah. that long nose and those cute kids. Mm-hmm. T-1000. <laughs> T-1000 is a great, iconic movie villain for sure. Yeah. They're yeah. good ones. Uh, fun I question. Don't think Hannibal, uh, for Hannibal Lecter, for whatever reason, I know he's everyone. He's great, but honestly, the Hannibal TV show Hannibal, I think way cooler. I think he's cooler. Yeah. Way cooler, creepier. Yeah. Like also Anthony Hopkins just did variations of that role for the rest of his career. Yeah. Like he was just variations of animal. I mean, it's a blast and silence of the lambs fucking rules and he's great in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I kind of liked Mads Mickelson's Hannibal a little better. Yeah. I also think the Joker like gives us a really good villain in terms of like a lot of the Marvel movies struggled with like, uninteresting villains like jeff bridges and iron man right. you know like like or their motivations were off or, yeah. or different like the joker is the best part of dark knight 100 he's yeah. so great in that some yeah. would argue the best part of like dc <laughs> yeah. No, yeah yeah for sure i love him yeah i love the joker yeah and i think uh joaquin's performance was great i just don't want to see it to see it win best actor because i think there's more interesting roles out there but mm-hmm. for sure. agree. Yeah. yeah yeah but he's still good all right Thanks, Adam. Uh, we've got one from Jace saying, what would be your top pick at this point for a 2020 league? So your first round pick, I'm guessing. All right. So for me, after watching, we've gotten kind of this, you know, glut of trailers um, 
at the point of that we've recorded this and so we've gotten the black widow trailer and going into watching that that would have been my first pick before mm-hmm. i saw it and i think it still is i think the what happens next in the marvel universe is going to be it's going to have everyone all People go excited it. yeah mm-hmm. um it's a it's weird that the movie doesn't take place post in avengers endgame um but I think what I think people are more going to see it for the post credit scene than yeah. for the movie itself. Yeah, which is wild. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's kind of the thing I'm most excited for mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I, I just I want a little like I'm not the biggest fan of the character. I'm I'm hoping it'll give her a little bit more and make it make the character more interesting. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, like that's the thing I'm most excited for. Uh, if I wasn't doing Black Widow, I would. I'd probably go soul. Okay. Yeah. I, I like, I, I like souls, uh, prospects a lot. I think it's got like best picture potential. Like it's going to win best animated feature. So that's 40 points right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it's kind of a slam dunk for maybe being like a high 80 nineties Metacritic, which gets you a hundred and it's Pixar. It's going to get you a ton of points. It's, I should, I probably souls probably like maybe your safest bet. I think that's the right answer. Yeah. yeah. Those um, two, the only other one I'd throw in is Wonder Woman. Could, um, yeah. but it feels like it's like a tier below those two options you gave. I mean, what, Wonder Woman very well could be the highest grossing movie next year mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, the trailer's awesome, um, but is it is its floor lower than Black Widow and Soul? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. I think it's Soul. There's other things you could talk about, like. What if Eternals has that Guardians feel where it's like, oh, cool, I'm on board with all these new characters and it looks hot and cool and interesting? Like, I mean, you're I, I, like, I have Eternals as my number four. It depends on when you're drafting. You know, if you if your league starts a little bit later and we've got an Eternals trailer by then and it's looking that way, great. Right now we're kind of going sight unseen and so we're just sort of cast premise. You know, the fact that it's Marvel and we're kind of taking all of that and making a best guess so um that's why i got it at four i don't think you can say it's like a number one movie it's just too much of an unknown it's a new franchise it's feels like another one of their bigger swings Mm -hmm. so we'll see it's high risk high reward yeah and not what you and i don't think that's what you want with your very first pick yeah yeah agreed um okay uh from hawkeye's pod which i believe is an ethan hawk movie based podcast okay um, cool. their number one question favorite ethan hawk movie and then number two or more relevant to 2020 thoughts on his um, upcoming films the truth tesla and cutthroat city <laughs> um well my favorite uh would have ethan to be hawk boyhood. movie yeah well yeah. that's what i was gonna say yeah uh, if you listened last week it <laughs> would be really uh, boyhood absolutely i'm so glad i have a very quick response to that yeah uh yeah so uh, fuck you guys well you figure it out <laughs> yeah boy that's tough because he has been on screen forever i, I need know. to like look through some of these things but off the top of my head because that, that's how we chose to answer these questions is off the top of our head mm-hmm. um yeah regretting uh, should have prepped <laughs> dead poet society yeah like that's where i first like recognized him yeah, and, me too. and liked him and I could still go back and watch that. I think he's an important part of that. Uh-huh. Um, and gosh, another, he's great in that. Uh, the only other one, he shot a film in my hometown, uh, predestination, which like film is fine, but just <laughs> the fact that he was shooting there was really fun for me when I was younger. Yeah. 
Ethan Hawke is cool as hell. Anytime you read an interview about him, yeah. like he's just he's making what he wants to make and doing what he wants to do. He kind of has that dream like as an as an actor like the kind of life i'd want which is like it feels like he's not getting harassed on the street but he's making mm-hmm. the movies that he wants to make when mm-hmm. he wants yeah, to make them. like if someone's recognizing him it's not kind of joe schmo it's someone who's like oh yeah like uh, but it's also not gonna be the person that's like just like shoving a camera in your face or something right. it's gonna be someone that probably would be like someone a little hey, more like sophisticated yeah and yes, like wants like a conversation us. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like us ha ta 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 uh, he's also been with us since forever. Like, yeah. actually, Explorers is probably the first movie I think of with him, which is like oh, Goonies yeah. in space. You know? Um, Do you know much about these movies he's got coming up? Um, the only one Tesla sounds interesting. Like, I'm guessing. Yeah. Is he playing um, Elon Musk. Oh no, he's probably playing Tesla. Yeah. He's playing the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's playing. He's playing a car that gets you places safely. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not into it. Well, it should be about Tesla, the guy who rivaled Edison. What a dumb movie. These movies. All right, so Cutthroat City is a heist movie set in the Lower Ninth Ward in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. Ooh. It's directed by RZA. Um, That's gonna be cool. That yeah. sounds dope. Well, say, uh, what's, oh, what the fuck are you thinking? Training Day is the movie. <laughs> Nah, Boyhood's better. Well, than Boyhood's day. good, but I, I'm mad that I forgot Training Day because Training Day is so good, yeah. and he's yeah. he's great in it. Like yeah. Denzel's the the star, but Ethan Hawke makes him look great in that movie. Mm-hmm. Fair, yeah, fair. fair. And yeah. It's definitely it feels more of like an Ethan Hawke movie than Boyhood is. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Training yeah. Day is more. Yeah. yeah, but the best movie that Ethan Hawke is in is Boyhood. <laughs> okay, that is so hard to look past Dead Poets Society though. Um. So Riza hasn't really directed a whole lot. Yeah. So we'll see. Um he directed an episode of Iron Fist and he's got some other stuff. Who else is in that cast? For the Cuz you got a you have a heist movie set during Katrina, top line by Ethan Hawke. That feels like that is a that's going to be a cast of just heavy hitter of like like at character actors. Yeah. Um Shamik Moore, Wesley Snipes, Terrence Howard, yeah. Joel David Moore, Isaiah Washington, TI um, uh, yeah. no. <laughs> I don't know if that'll be a good movie. <laughs> it feels I'm kinda, less excited now. It feels kind of like Amazon-y or something. Yeah. Like uh, I, I don't. Th- I don't think it'll be on 2,000 screens or anything. I used to really like Terrence Howard a lot, and then I read a real weird profile of him, and oh, yeah, I was like, "This dude's dude. a nut." He's trying to invent new math. Yes, shit. it was. Yeah, it's yeah. that interview, and it's like, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, the other, so the other two movies are both directed by the same person, uh, Michael Almereda, and they seem fine. I mean, you got a Tesla biopic. I don't think this is like real, true Oscar bait per se. Yeah, uh, these feel kind of just like movies. I also think Ethan Hawke at this point, um, he makes Oscar movies, but the under the radar ones, like one of the best reviewed movies of last year was, was First, First Reformed. Reformed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not like tearing up people's screens, but it's... Because uh, they're not necessarily movies that appeal to a wider audience. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think either of these really sound like that either. So uh, I think there'll probably be some solid Metacritic plays. Yeah. He's filming a TV series right now. Well, okay, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Great. Uh, Great thank question. you to who, who, who was that? Thank you, Ethan Hawk Podcast. Hawkeye's Pod. Oh, yeah, yeah, go and give the, them a listen. The Hawkeye Podcast. Thank you, Hawkeye Podcast. Uh, we have one from John that says, Who has been missing from the movie landscape that you'd like to see in 2020? Uh, I've got one right at the top of my head. Yeah. I'll be fucking pissed 
if they're not in a specific movie. Uh, <laughs> if Rick Moranis doesn't show up in Ghostbusters, I'm going to flip out. Riot. <laughs> yeah, I'll be pissed off. So he's retired. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Rick Moranis has been retired. So his wife died mm-hmm. and he wanted to take care of his kids. But that yeah. was like 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well get over it then. get over it yeah. uh we got a new ghostbusters movie lewis needs to come back uh yeah so rick moranis get get in there brother <laughs> <laughs> she's been gone for too long who the wife he's fine he oh yeah the wife yeah, yeah. yeah um i'm gonna go with uh somebody who already like kind of peaked uh like their way back into uh, like our cultural zeitgeist this year is wesley snipes who's like really good in uh my name is dolomite mm-hmm. um it doesn't mm. make me feel very strong that cutthroat island or whatever cutthroat city is his next is on the radar for him but we kind of forget how great he was and the movie i want to bring up is Tu wong fu how like oh, yeah. great he you is know, i've never seen movie. that he's fun and like um mm-hmm. and then he's fun in uh the blade movies and stuff and yeah. white men can't jump he was a cool Demolition actor man? Demolition Man. <laughs> Demolition Man owns. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd like to see Wesley make some fun movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this, like, totally applies to the question, but um, I, like Jake Gyllenhaal as an actor, mm-hmm. and obviously he did Spider-Man this year, but I want to see him in one of, like, more what I would call, like, his films, like, <laughs> smaller, sure. not, like, superhero stuff. I love seeing him do um, that kind of stuff. So, in that capacity, I want to see him do um, a more little weirdo one. I want another Prince of Persia movie. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, he'd be willing to do that. Um, my mind just wandered a little bit, so I'm returning to a, another question. Sorry, but I forgot about Dune next year, and I think that could be a sneaky, interesting, big oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think so, too. That it's it's in my top points. ten. I, could, I, I think it's a movie that is high-risk, High, super high risk, but high reward. Yeah. Uh, I think I have it at 10. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, from Nina, we've got who should win uh, the best film, musical, or comedy at Golden Globes? Of the 2020, like coming in the next month. Yeah. They're in yeah. January, right? Well, yeah. I mean, let's see. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. What yeah. We went over options away. Irishman ago, seems. Pretty. Well, these are the best musical. musical or comedy, right? Oh, I'm an idiot. No, I no, you're not. Don't you dare say that. <laughs> Don't you dare say that. Um, yeah, Ryan's looking these up. Uh, and we talked about how Golden, Glo- Golden Globes are just goofy anyway. So what do we think uh, is very different from what should, uh, is very different from what could. It feels like they always play it safe. Yeah. Um, Jojo Rabbit's in uh, that category. Uh, I mean, yeah. So it's Rocket Man, Dolomite is my name, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, Once Upon a Time's going to win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it'll be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Of the movies, yeah, that I of that I, of these that I've seen, which is I've seen three of the five. Um, yeah, Once Upon a Time is the better better movie. It will go to the one with the, the most group. celebrities. And that's the one with the most the, and the most like well reviewed. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is sort of up here and kind of the zeitgeist and and, crit- and acclaim. The only other one that I could maybe make an or, or I can make an argument for it. I just feel like Dolomite maybe could just because 
Eddie Murphy's out there. He's going to be campaigning for this one. Yeah, He's but, I don't th- but have, have, peop- have that many people watched it? No, I don't think it's really grabbed so. people. It hasn't. If anything, I would say probably Jojo Rabbit might be like the mm. weird outside contender. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, people like and possibly good. knives out, but uh, but I think once upon a time and it's in the driver's seat. It's once upon. A time. Also, it's whatever studio paid the most money to yeah. win. So uh, who knows? But it'll probably be once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Next question uh, coming in from Bill. We have which Pixar movie would you want a sequel for? Hmm. Which movie? Some some of them I feel like you don't want to touch because mm-hmm. like I don't know if you need an Inside Out. Oh wait, we talked about actually maybe I would want an Inside Out sequel. It, Inside Out is the one that comes to mind for me. I would not want to see a sequel to Up. I think yeah. that story's done. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. Pixar movies. Um, Inside Out I think is cool because you could basically find any scenario where somebody's going through something and we can see what's going on. In I mean, their head. oh yeah, a weird. I don't know if is it weird if like her and puberty is like yeah. i mean that's what's wrong that would with be that. fascinating that's how that movie yeah. ends yeah. right i think the movie ends with like you get puberty, ding, yeah. ding, ding. like yeah in fact the whole end of that movie we get to see the inside of a lot of different there's like the, yeah. you get to see a dog's mechanic and the mom yeah. and the dad's like um i feel like they almost tease a sequel yeah. in like giving us the like puberty button uh that would be very interesting yeah an adult like i mean i don't know how fun it would be for kids but like one that's a within a, the world of an adult could be fascinating for kids and Absolutely. interesting yeah. and like it's about I don't know getting their kind of touching in with their catching up with their inner child that mm-hmm. sort of thing like could yeah. be a thing I don't know I can definitely see the potential for that I don't know if I want it because I feel like it is so perfect like that one little movie the, <laughs> there's a very good about them. screw it up yeah but I'm I trust them. About them the only yeah. the only thing in their whole resume to me is the Cars franchise and the, that oh. just turned out to be such a money maker. I don't yeah. think they, they wouldn't have stuck with it, yeah. even if it was that like a ride modest at Disneyland hit. Disneyland rules, though. Yeah. <laughs> and kids I, love cars. They fucking love it. Kids love cars. It's yeah. just like, that's the one to me that like I have no adult value. And to. that yeah. ride does fucking rule. It's, it's a great so ride. It's, it's a great so ride. Unexpectedly yeah. great. Ryan, you love Ratatouille. Would that make a good sequel? Like, could Ooh. you see? Would you uh, want to follow those characters again? Is that story done? I think it's done. I think we've done it. Yeah. I don't know where else you could take it. Yeah, good dinosaur didn't do well enough. No, that was. I think it was also like total. Mm-hmm. It was, and the story was complete. Wally story feels complete. Mm-hmm. Wally, I think there's sequel potential there, mm-hmm. um, more so than the other ones mentioned. I'm sure probably Brave you could do a sequel, but I don't think anyone cares. No, no, they wish they I'd wanted be interested that to be. in Wally. Huh? I think that could be a really yeah. You could do a Wally fun world to keep exploring. Yeah. Bugs Life. <laughs> no. It's not bad. It's just being an interesting good. one to bring back. <laughs> I can never pick between Bugs Life and Ants because I feel like they came out at pretty much the same time. Oh, and you both love of Woody them Allen. I cannot confuse. Uh, <laughs> one's clearly a DreamWorks animation style. The, I know, but I blur them in my mind. Like they. Yeah. It what's, what's funny to me about similar. those two movies is like one of them had to follow Toy Story and the other had to follow Shrek. So they're just right. forgettable sequel or yeah. not sequels. They're just forgettable second movies mm-hmm. under those umbrellas. I don't think, I think Ants came before Shrek. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, not to me, it doesn't. Yeah. So uh, uh, actually, <laughs> actually, Mike, Ants came before Shrek. Actually. Uh, <laughs> I'd like Shrek. I don't know if I'd like it as much if I watched it now. I, I bet if I watched it now, it's full I'd fucking of pretty empty it. pop culture. Like there's Matrix jokes and stuff in it, but yeah. Shrek was dope. Yeah, it was great when it came out. Ooh, yeah. it felt great. Yeah, that's all right. That was my go-to <laughs> date movie in college. 
What? What? <laughs> like, 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 yeah, that was my Netflix and chill movie. Like, <laughs> if a lady was over, I'd throw on Shrek and we'd see what would happen. Oh, Gross. buddy. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? <laughs> Fine. Twice. <laughs> what's the new, like, slogan? So, like, Netflix and chill, what's the new one for a Disney Plus? <laughs> Disney Plus and fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Disney Plus and babysit, I think yeah. is what it would be. <laughs> well, I, I read, uh, I saw a news, the, uh, the ringer went through, uh, like, what's the naughtiest thing you can find on Disney Plus? And the closest they could come to is like, um, uh, someone almost shows their butt in something. Like, yeah. it's just like the closest thing you can find to a dirty thing. Yeah, it's like, it? oh, God, I can't, I have no porn. On, I gotta find that. I'm gonna use Disney <laughs> can't Plus. Find any porn on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the best thing on here? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really fascinated about this whole Shrek thing. <laughs> Shrek and did chill. it work? Did it have a good like hit rate for you? Yeah, I mean, like it's something you guys could sort of like riff and like like talk through. Yeah, it's a cute movie. It's- but at some point, you're like, it turns weird if like you're making out, and then like it's on. <laughs> Ogres the are like yeah. onions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, like it's on. It feels a little perverse. Yeah, yeah. Well, look. I lived on the same floor was where any was, was there ever a girl that was like no no like, no because really I'm not saying off. I did this like nine times like it oh, I thought like this twice. was like your weird thing no. because you love Smash Mouth isn't it <laughs> I love Sm- dude I love Somebody to smash the Smash Mouth I put the smash in Smash Mouth man and <laughs> I put the mouth in Smash Mouth I smash mouths <laughs> oh Jesus keep it in no. don't take it out keep it in you ask for mean. the mailbag I'm answering I don't even know what that I means I'm so, oh my God. <laughs> I don't even know what the, any of this means. You don't know. You haven't had an orgasm until you've had an ogre gasm. Oh, oh my god, Mike. Lord, Lord, good God! Oh, that's peak swamp. Peak All right. swamp. Yeah, yeah. we gotta drain the swamp. Yeah. Mike, Mike's right. here being nasty. And All right. I don't like it. I don't like it. One more question, nasty, and then I don't want to be here anymore. Okay. All right. Um, who is going to get best director? At, at, the Golden Golden at the Golden Globes. Is at the fine. Golden Globes. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have any Oscar noms yet. So, I mean, this is, we'll say this is kind of like an early stand in conversation for Oscars, right? What's our list? Mm-hmm. What's our so, list the, the list for Golden Globes. And uh, I also posit a question which of these people will be nominated for Best, best Director at the Oscars? Um, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Bong Joon Ho, Parasite. <laughs> Sam Mendez, 1917. Todd Phillips, Joker. Martin Scorsese, The Irishman. Those are your nominees. Boys, boys, boys. Yeah, yeah. boys, boys, boys. Also, uh, yeah, pretty old. Also, like, other than Bong Joon-ho, like, very, like, directors who have been around for a while. Yeah, I know. I'll go... <laughs> I, I said uh, on an episode previously that I think the way I, I am right, if I had to predict right now, is that Irishman will win Best Picture and uh, Tarantino. Tarantino will win Best Director. For Golden mm-hmm. Globes, though? For Golden Globes, Golden Globes is such a hard thing to predict. Who's just got the because, most money? Who's wealthiest yeah. out of all of them? But they also sometimes they zig when everybody's zagging. Like yeah. I can see it being somebody like Sam Mendes because everybody's like, wow, what an achievement. And it's it's Hollywood Foreign right. Press. Right. It's a bunch of like for, like Ooh, uh, a bunch of foreigners, man. Yeah. Might get and, a chance. Uh, and we get letting them have an opinion. Uh, <laughs> yay! But it's also like Ryan said, it's people who are out pushing this movie. So if De Niro yeah. and, and Pacino and Pesci and, and Marty are all out pushing 
pushing this movie, it's going to win everything. And uh-huh. same with Brad and Leo and Quentin. So yeah. I think it's down I, to those. My two. guess is it's going to be Scorsese. That's my guess too. Uh, I think it's going to go Scorsese, and then maybe Todd Phillips. That's uh, my least on it. I think with me. I mean, that's yeah, the one I think, I think win the least. But I th- all right, so. A few years ago, Aaron Taylor Johnson won a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor. Um, Arrival? Uh, no, for um, what was that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal and um, and it was actually he was fine in it. He was fine. He won it. He didn't did not get nominated for Best Supporting Actor in, at the Oscars with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, it was that. Um, it was directed by Tom Ford. Uh, oh, Nocturnal oh, Animals. That's Nocturnal. It. Oh, animals. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. yeah. He was fine uh, in that. Uh-huh. He was fine in that. Yeah, he was good. Yeah. Um, but like that one was clearly an award that was yeah. bought. And uh, I could see maybe the same thing. Like Joker's getting promoted hard. Like they're campaigning super hard for it. I think it. Joaquin will win for that. Yeah. I think that's how they handle it. Because I think giving it to the film or the director will make too many people, like it will spark too much of like an outcry. I don't yeah. think the Hollywood Foreign Press cares about that, though. I, think they, I, don't yeah. think they, I don't know if they give a shit. I think everyone cares now. I, I do think it'll, yeah. it's Marty. I think Marty will win, and I think who should win? I, I, I'm with you on the bong. Uh, what is it? Bong? You want to hit the bong? I want to hit that bong, <laughs> dude. Um, thinking back on Parasite, it, it was the most... Um, I don't know. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood made me laugh and do all that, too. But I don't mm-hmm. know. It's a, it's a cool technical achievement. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah. If I had, if I had a vote, I would, I would, pro, I would vote for Tarantino. Mm. Yeah. yeah, good question. Cool. Yes. Thanks, Internet. Yeah. Um. Uh, to close out, I actually have a question. Oh, okay. Uh, which is just this. Um. I notoriously draft. Uh. Yeah. And remember to do your draft. It's coming up. It's the best time of year to draft. Put yes, your draft yes. in December. That way you can use all all the movies from next year. Um. I like to draft in my third or fourth round is where I start looking Oscar potential. Sometimes it burns me. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Um, Ryan, what are some uh, movies we, sh- we can expect next year to like uh, be on the radar? It's so early. For Oscar movies. I yeah. think this year it's a lot harder than it has been in previous years, mm-hmm. especially last year. Last year we knew that Tarantino had something. We knew that Scorsese. Uh, we, had, we, we had some stuff to pick from. Um, this year, nothing feels like... I would say the two most likely things that I think seem like pretty good bets. Uh, the first one is Mank. It's uh, David Fincher is directing. Uh, the director of The <laughs> Social Network, your guys' number one movie of yeah. the decade. Yeah. Uh, it's about uh, Herman Mankiewicz. Uh, he wrote Citizen Kane, and so it's kind of about the whole production of Citizen Kane. Other uh, sort of like little interesting nugget is uh, the screenplay for Mank was written by uh, David Fincher's late father who died about like 13 years ago and so he's directing uh his dad's script which is kind of interesting um it i think there is a cast yes um it's it's a netflix yeah it's a netflix movie it's um amanda seyfried's in it who's the lead it's um gary oldman gary oldman okay Yeah. yeah Cool. It's hot right now. Cool. Yeah. Which Isn't like, it funny? Like two or three years ago, if someone had been like, "It's a Netflix movie," you'd be like, "Ooh." Whereas now, you're like, "Okay." <laughs> I mean, it just it, it just adds a little, like what you were saying before. The it, it comes with some risk. You're not getting any box office whatsoever for it. Mm-hmm. So just as long as you know that, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. The other 
my number two sort of like I think best Oscar chancy uh, would be the French Dispatch. It's the new Wes Anderson movie. Ooh, stars Francis McDormand. <gasps> Uh, it's like takes place in like a fictional 20th century uh, French city. It's about like journalists. Uh, the cast is pretty lights out. It's which Wes Anderson movies usually are. Yeah. This one especially. It's Bill Murray, uh, Timo, your buddy Timo. Yeah, T- Timothy Chalamet, uh, Benicio del Toro, Tilda Swinton, Kate Winslet, Shorshi Ronan, Damn, uh, Willem Dafoe, Jeffrey Wright, Elizabeth Mal- Moss, Christoph Waltz. Wow. Yeah. Good cast. Wes Anderson. I think like the Moonrise Kingdom didn't get nominated for Best Picture, right? No, I did but not. But Grand Budapest Hotel did. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, this seems like it'll be swinging more in that direction. God, that seems so fun. What a fun cast in one of his movies. Oh, um, Other one that I think... Oh, the two. this feels like it's going to be the year of Frances McDormand. Another uh, movie that she's in, uh, Macbeth. Uh, directed by her husband Joel Cohen. Oh, oh yeah! First time working without his brother. He's Joel Co- Joel, Joel Cohen going uh, solo. Ethanless. He's going Ethanless. <laughs> but uh, so solo, he has his wife. <laughs> yeah. It's starring uh, Francis McDormand and Denzel Washington. Which oh is interesting. boy! Yeah. Is, is he think, Macbeth? I think so. It sounds like a period. Piece. She's Lady Macbeth. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Could yeah. be a brick one. Sounds fun. The Scottish play. I wonder if that will be a Netflix one also, because their last, or the Coen Brothers' last property was Netflix. Netflix, yeah. It might be. It might be. Some other interesting ones. I'm not sure uh, how Oscar-y they might be. This one seems pretty Oscar-y. Uh, News of the World, directed by Paul Greengrass, and it's Tom Hanks. It's like a post-Civil War movie, or... Tom Hanks is a newsreader who has to get an orphan girl to her living relatives. Opens Christmas Day. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Feels pretty, okay. feels pretty Oscar-y, but the, that uh-huh. Christmas Day release date can be a little weird. Mm. Hopefully, it, that might be its opening wide thing, but yeah. the, like, opening Christmas Day sometimes can be a little too late if you have yeah. real Oscar aspirations. Yeah. Um, there's also... Uh, da, 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 oh, um, The Last Duel, which is Ridley Scott... Written by and starring Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah. Oh. They're back together. Has Adam Driver. Ooh. Yeah. I heard a podcast, Damon, talking about this movie, that, that they wrote it together. And then they had they brought in a woman to write her side of it as well. Because it's about, I think, like people yeah. competing for... It's dueling. Yeah. Dueling for the same yeah. person's uh, affection. Fun. Yeah. It'd be good. <laughs> I mean, like... Can I'm very curious if Damon and Affleck can pull off a period piece about yeah I know it's I'm like it's okay a big, oh this it's is a swing <laughs> yeah it'll be yeah. it'll have a, there'll be a lot of attention paid yeah. to it yeah. so uh, they can mean good things for I mean, you Adam Driver seems to make some pretty good decisions yeah. so that feels positive and the last Ridley Scott Matt Damon collab was The Martian and that was good I yeah. like that yeah. Ridley Scott's good yeah, yeah. Uh, one interesting one is a new Steven Sp- Soderbergh, uh, Let Them All Talk with Meryl Streep. Uh, the interesting thing about this is it's HBO Max. Huh. And I don't know, if, are they going to be trying to get into the awards game a la Amazon Prime and Netflix? Yeah. That's Only time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like a pretty good bet. He had a great movie. He had a couple movies this year, but one that was very under the radar because it was released like in February on Netflix was called High Flying Bird. 
it's also oh, all yeah. shot on an iphone yeah, super fun that. yeah you like that i did like that <laughs> uh just a few more i'll just kind of list uh, some of these others that i had uh good morning midnight which is directed by and starring uh george clooney it's like a post-apocalyptic sci-fi movie also on netflix uh the many saints of newark which is the sopranos prequel uh i'm a huge sopranos fan i don't think it'll have any real oscar chances it's directed by alan taylor um but he directed the best some of the best episodes of sopranos he's and an Game amazing of the tv director yeah movies he's like oh, thor yeah. the dark world and um oh. terminator genesis okay yeah also isn't uh, uh gandolfini's son the lead in this yes or is he just a character not, he, he plays young tony soprano yeah. okay. who's like a secondary character okay sort of a supporting character but it's more about like uh Christopher Moltisanti's dad, Dickie okay. Moltisanti. Yeah. Um, Stillwater, which is Tom McCarthy, and uh, it's Matt Damon as a dad whose daughter is wrongly convicted of murder. Okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, we have Trial of the Chicago Seven, which is an Aaron Sorkin, I think, written and directed by. Yes, that's been on. It's been around forever. Yeah, makes you a little, gives you a little pause, but yeah. it's got Sasha Baron Cohen, Eddie Redmayne, Michael Keaton, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Mark Rylance, uh, such a good actor. Uh, Nightmare Alley, Guillermo del Toro's next. This one makes me a little nervous just because it hasn't started shooting yet. It feels mm-hmm. like it's still maybe casting, but the cast they do have so far is pretty baller. It's Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, uh, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe. Dang. They got Blanchette Collette. They got the Blanchette Collette. <laughs> That's a combo wow. platter right there. Uh, we've got a Billie Holiday biopic from Lee Daniels. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. Could be good. Yeah. I'm interested in The Eyes of Tammy Faye. It's a Tammy Faye Baker uh, movie. It's got Jessica Chastain as Tammy Faye Baker. Great. Which seems pretty great. Michael Showalter is directing. That's interesting. Um, yes he's that, he like started off as like a dude from the state stella and then he slowly kind of started directing more movies he directed the big sick would probably be kind of the thing that sort of propelled him to yeah. doing something like this mm-hmm. um and then last thing i've got here is uh the five bloods with with spike lee with chadwick boseman it's a vietnam movie uh where I guess black soldiers are looking for their fallen leader and it's kind of like also a treasure hunt movie. Cool. Could be interesting. That sounds I like when yeah. Spike leans into genre a little bit. Like yeah. Inside Man when it was like it's a bank robbing movie but it yeah. still like has uh, socio-political stuff in it. Yeah. Spike's I feel like a, oh sorry go on. Yeah. I was going to say Spike's a kind of a hard one to depend on for Oscar stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you really bank on him to make Oscar-y things every time but he's he might be in a groove right now. Yeah. Yeah, Black Landsman was really fun. And yeah, he's so great. fun at the Oscars. <laughs> he was a fucking blast. He was at the, the best at the Oscars. Yeah, last. I yeah. loved him. I loved yeah. him. Yeah, he was the only good part of Green Book winning, was him. Yeah. Like being mad. Him, yeah, him shitting on it was yeah. great. It was a joy. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, a lot to look forward to in 2020. And I think, yeah, like, that's got the, me pumped for it. Yeah, that hell some yeah. Great sounding stuff. The thing I'm looking forward to the most next year is the unknown, because this year we talked just about how. It was big movies this year. It was the biggest, arguably the biggest. You, yeah. you knew mm-hmm. what the top six were going to be. We have no idea mm-hmm. what next year is going to shake it's, out. Yeah. Uh, for, people, for people who are listening who play this game, like this is going to be the year that really tests your skill. At yeah. this game. And, there, I, and I think there's legit Uh-oh. skill. 
to this game. And uh, and I think it'll be in your ability to pick up movies, to stay on the radar, to like yeah. find those like three billboards when the trailer totally. comes out. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, and that's the thing to do when you're playing this too is like pay attention to what's at con, like pay attention to like what's winning awards and that yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's, it's, your job is, you, you, there's no resting. Don't sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Don't <laughs> sleep. Save this episode to Don't your sleep. desktop. Yeah. And then if you really need to, you can go see Dr. Sleep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> got him. One last oh, sing. Man. One last oh, Dr. Sleep sing. Him. Timely fucking joke. Going out of 2019 Timely on a high. Timely fucking joke. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for listening. We will see you in the new year. Uh, go on to Twitter. Follow us at Fantasy Flicks. Facebook and Instagram, Fantasy Flicks League. Go on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe. Give us five stars. We go to Fantasy Flicks League and start a league. It's so much fun. It's 2020. Happy New Year.